I got this figured out. Uh, pardon the uh, the opening guitar shot, and uh, oh, I don't need this. Um, and uh, the generally disorganized way in which this is getting started, um, because uh, well, I needed the guitar uh, to help. Uh, I, I needed something to focus the camera, because let me get this out of my face here. Let's see, am I good? Uh, and the reason why I needed something, and I'm sort of disorganized, is because. It is the 4th of July here in the U.S. of A America, which means that uh, it's a holiday. And, and I'm here in Studio B uh, by myself because uh, Trevor allegedly has other things to do today. And, uh, and I'm sure that all of you have other things to do today as well. In fact, you know, who knows if you're really going to see this today. Um, it is the 4th of July here, but uh, we do live in a world of... Uh, uh, on-demand media. So who the hell knows when you're going to see this, but you should know that right now it's the 4th of July. And and this isn't going to be a full episode um, because it turns out I'm supposed to be doing some other things as well. Uh, but I do, I, I had some things on my mind about this uh, this holiday that we call Independence Day that I wanted to, um, uh, just wanted to get out there, you know, thought it'd be timely. Um, and now, speaking of timely, I realize that uh, I'm even more dors- <laughs> I'm more disorganized than I thought because my iPad, my trusty iPad Pro is over there and it has my notes on it. Uh, but you know how much I hate editing. So, I, I mean, I don't, you know, not, not the doing of the editing. I just kind of hate the concept of editing because I, you know, we want this to be natural. So, uh, so I'm going to get up, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go over there. So don't nobody go nowhere. Hold on. Right there. I can still talk to you. I think you can still hear me. And I can come over. Oh yes, I remember. I was, I was charging it because I got that dreaded low battery thing going on. Um, Which means I forgot to, I forgot to uh, charge it earlier in the day. All right. And see, this is. See, usually that's where Trevor is over there, and there's a monitor there that I can look and I can see. Like, do I have myself? Like, am I in the frame? Is everything good? So anyway, who who knows how this is going to turn out? But. Um, Hopefully it will turn out. All right, I have um, a few things I just want to throw out there today. And as always, uh, would love to know what other people think. Um, uh, it's funny, you know, when you don't, it seems like in these times, uh, when there's lots of ways in which people can share what they think with everybody, um, uh, Seems like when you don't ask people what they think, they're really apt to tell you. Um, and and when you do, it's like the reverse. So we ask people all the time, or I feel like anyway, on the show, we say, um, hey, tell us what you think. Tell us in the comments. Send us an email. Go to the website. If you go to the website, savingthedream.net, there's a link there. You can send an email. Don't try spamming it because we got some sort of like secret, like, like I don't know, there's some sort of gizmo in there that prevents that from happening. But... Um, but, uh, so, 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 yeah, do want to know what you think. And, um, and we always answer all the comments. And, and, we, and like I have said before, we pride ourselves on having open, honest, um, you know, conversations where maybe, you know, we can 
really think about things and understand where people are coming from. In fact, coming up very soon, I hope, uh, I'm trying to get them on the schedule. Uh, if you, Those of you uh, uh, who follow regularly, uh, which you should be doing, um, we, had a, we had a guest few months ago, Dr. Taj, Dr. Taj Clark. And we had a really interesting, like we had a really thought provoking conversations that kind of about different points of view on social justice. Uh, and he had a particular perspective because his parents had, had suffered a lot of those injustices, uh, um, in the, um, uh, back in the day. So, uh, he's going to come back and we're going to talk about affirmative action because yeah, there was the big court case that just happened. And, and I, and I, and I got in touch with him. I said, hey, I, I feel like you and I could tackle this in, a, in an open, constructive way and maybe learn something from each other, maybe help other people learn, uh, or at least think about things in a way that's uh, different from how they thought about it in the past, which is what we're all about. So now, in that same spirit of what I just said, uh, 4th of July, July 4th. Now, uh, you know, so there's lots of celebrations going on today, mostly in the form of barbecue and fireworks. Although if you live around me, you notice that the fireworks started about two nights ago because it's a weekend and all that. Um, but I have a few things that I've been kind of kind of churning in my head about uh, about the 4th of July. And this whole, this whole business, uh, really what it is, is it's this whole business of, is the 4th of July, 1776, is that really when the country was born? Um, now we use that term born countries aren't really born. Um, and in fact, in most cases in history, it's probably hard, you know, unlike when a, when a baby is born or any animal, right. Is born. There's pretty much a precise moment when like they weren't here and now they are here. (laughs) Maybe it's not, maybe, maybe it's a few moments, but anyway, there's a fairly specific time, you know, point in the space time continuum when, the baby is born. Um, nations aren't really born. If you look at the history of, in a lot of cases, um, it's kind of hard to uh, pinpoint a precise moment when there wasn't a country and now there is a country. And and the the United States is, is the same. Um, so, uh, so this question of when exactly... You know what is the the origin point of our country, and I'm and of course I'm talking about the 1619 project. And so for those of you who aren't familiar with that, um, I can't imagine who you would be, but um, uh, you can. It's easy to find information online. What 1619 is all about, and I don't want to get into the details of of 1619. The, the basic premise, for those of you who don't know, is that forget about 1776 and July 4th and all that BS. The country really started on whatever date it was in 1619 when the first slaves arrived on American shores from Africa. It turns out, actually, that's not the first time. And there's some... The 1619 Project, there's been a lot of historical criticism. Um, and not necessarily from people that are just attacking it for ideological reasons, but there are historians who have said, mm, this is kind of a interesting reading of, of history. And... Um, but but that's not really that's not the point that I want to get to. Um, the point. See, here's the problem now. Uh, because I let this thing, the battery, run down, 
Um, now it's in that like low power mode where it keeps like the screen keeps going dark all the time. So I got to get it out of that. Otherwise, it's just going to be a continuous distraction. I have to tell it, please do not be in low power mode. See, now this is where you guys, you're going to really appreciate Trevor, our faithful producer, going forward because uh, usually uh, he's here and all this... Uh, and all this shit gets taken care of. So, ah, yes, take me out of low power mode. Now I can, see, now I can casually glance at my notes and talk to you and not be like, you know, distracted by the fact that they keep going away. All right, where was I? Um, 1776, 1619, yeah, 1619 project. Uh, I don't want to, so, so for today, I don't want to really get into what's right or wrong with it. Um, I, you could probably guess I'm not a big fan, right? But, but, uh, but there's a lot of reasons for that. Now, but I think that's not the point. At least it's not the point that I want to talk about today, because um, <laughs> also have to do the glasses thing. So usually I have somebody to talk to, and what you don't know is when Trevor is switching the camera over to that person, you know, you, you don't see me for a little bit, and that's when I'm, you know, like juggling my things and moving my glasses and rubbing my nose or whatever else that I'm doing. So you just get the, you're just getting the, this is uh so Sullivan raw today. So, um, the point is that I think I want to make about this whole 1619 versus 1776 is really to say, what's the point? I know it doesn't make any sense, but just bear with me for just a second. Now, um, uh, first of all, let's settle one question. The question of when did the United States of America come into being? When was it initiated? When was it? When when was it? Now the, the because because if you want to say what was the the birth of our country? When did our country begin? Um, there, it's a fairly factual answer. So prior to um, prior to at some point in 1776. There was no such country called the United States of America, um, and and actually, in fact, the original title may have just been the States of America, or at least the intended the intended name of the country. It may have been the States of America. We're united was just an adjective, um, and uh, and I and I'll tell you in a little bit. I'll tell you why why I think that may be the case. And some of you historians might be saying, "Well, no shit, Sherlock." Yeah, we all know that. But anyway, I'm an amateur. So, um, uh, but, but there's a point, you know, prior to that point in 1776, there was no such country. And then after some point in 1776 or thereabouts, uh, there was a country called the United States of America. And prior to that point, not only was there not a country, but, but the, the place that became that country later was at that point in time, uh, a bunch of colonies that were being ruled by somebody else. So we don't need to get bogged down into when was the country really born because the fact is is that in somewhere right around and the reason why I'm not saying on July 4th, 1776 is because you you could argue. You could say, all right, well, what happened on July 4th? Well, they signed the Declaration of Independence. Now, um, and I want to talk about what the Declaration is here in a minute, but, but that's when they signed it, which was basically... Uh, the, the shortest way to explain what the Declaration of Independence was was they were basically 
stating their intentions and putting England on notice. And, um, and so it was at that point that, you know, all these guys signed and said, yes, we now, um, we see ourselves as distinct from England and we're a, we're a, uh, uh, independent nation or we're about to be, you know, now, um, so we, so we call that sort of the birthday of America, but, but you could argue really like, like technically you could argue and say, well, you weren't really a country right at that point. Just, you know, I mean, the, you know, the King of England didn't just say, oh, well, I, I see they've signed a paper. I guess I'll stop taxing them. I mean, you just you signed the paper. Like, so what had to happen after that was, well, there was a war right now. A lot of people don't, sometimes people don't realize this, I think, but the war was actually kind of already going like, um, you know, the Boston Tea Party and then the shot heard around the world and Paul Revere and that whole bit like that had, that was, that had already happened. That was, in, that was a year prior. Um, but anyway, we had to fight this, we had to fight this war for independence and uh, that lasted what, what was it? Uh, I don't know, like, like six years or seven years or something, 18 or uh, 1783. I forget the dates, but it was, it was quite a few years. And so you could say, well, you weren't really, you weren't really an independent nation until you won the war. Uh, or you could say, well, you weren't really a nation. You're not really a country unless you have an installed government of some sort. And, um, and so, so you could make the argument that maybe the country was born after July 4th, 1776. But you can't really make the argument that it was born before and certainly not way before in the 1600s, 150 years later, what, or, uh, 150 years earlier, you can't really make that argument because there, because there was no country, <laughs> and so, so it's very factual. All right, now, so now that now that that's settled, uh, then it gets to the question of you say, okay, well, what we really mean when we say it's 1619 or it's you know whatever other date you want to pick in the past. Um, what we really mean, we know that, yeah, there was no country called the United States, but, but, um, but, you know, ideologically the, uh, you know, the, the, the society and the culture that basically formed the underpinnings and the ideology that became that country that was rooted in this, uh, this, this, this previous time this previous event, this whatever, right? In the case of 1619, they say when slaves showed up. Um, and to that, I say, so what? I don't think this passes the so what test. Um, and I'm going to explain why. Not I'm not saying that some of those things weren't, uh, some of those things weren't bad or evil or, uh, or what have you. Um, but, I don't, I, I still don't think it, I still think, so what? Okay, now let me explain. I will consult my notes. Um, okay, where are we at here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the, so the first thing is, when you, call, when, you, when you call that out and you say, well, really this is rooted in this thing from 150 years prior, that characterizes the whole thing, you're, you're really... Uh, you're suggesting that maybe perhaps what happened with America was something unique or 
or sort of distinct from how things usually go. But in fact, you know, all nations, all great civilizations, or, you know, and by great, I don't mean like you're great. I mean like the big influential, the civilizations, the nations, um, the ones of that, that, that had the most impact on the world, they all have a history that's a little bit of a, what they used to call a checkered past. Um, and, and if you look at, you know, you can look at all, all, all of them, uh, you know, the Greeks, the Romans, the Egyptians, the Arabs, the Persians, the Ottoman Turks, uh, the Mongols, Genghis Khan, um, and of course all the European countries during their, their heyday, they all have, uh, you can look in, in it, all of those all those groups that I just mentioned. They all involve, um, you know, conquering other people. They all involve, uh, you know, there's a lot of slave slavery and bondage and things mixed up in. I don't mean that kind of bondage. I mean the you know the people or, and um, a lot of uh, um, a lot of, you know, it wasn't happy for everyone. Um, but also all of those civilizations, all those, all, you know, they all contributed something great, uh, to the world and, and their, their long and complex histories. So, um, so the United States, America is not terribly different in that regard. Um, you can make an argument as to whether our transgressions are greater or worse than somebody else's. I'm sure you can find cases on both sides and you can make an argument whether we've made a greater contribution to, uh, to the world than the others have. Uh, this guy here, James Truslow Adams, Epic of America, the book that, you know, I was kind of like the, kind of what the whole show started about. Um, he certainly thought the United States made a made a, a great and unique contribution to the world, although you could say that he was kind of a wealthy white guy, so I don't know, you know why she would listen to him. Um, but but I'm going to get to somebody here. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to read you something from somebody who was not a wealthy white guy, but 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 we're not there yet. So, so just give me a minute. Um, so nations are complicated. Histories are complicated. Um, and everybody's got blood on their hands. There's no, I mean, so even within, and I'm not, I don't want to say too much about history of the countries in the continent of Africa because I'm, I'm not very well read on that. But, but I do know that it, certainly in recent times and, and I believe historically, you know, just, just like anywhere else on earth, there's people who want to be in power and there's people who want to have control. These people want to have control over those people. And somebody's always trying to conquer the world, as we talked about in our backyard or back porch conspiracy edition. So, so uh, there's nothing terribly unique. So the real question, the real question, it's not like what happens in America in our checkered past is some sort of exception that needs to be dealt with in some particular radical way. Um, the question really is, since we're more or less like everybody else in the history of, the, of, of, of human civilization, um, and just, I mean broadly, right, in terms of there's good and there's bad, uh, the real question is, um, is whether a nation's present identity is kind of um, just uh, inextricably 
connected uh, or care or, or, or sort of locked into some aspect of its past. So did I say that word right? Inextricable? What did I say? And it, I don't know what I said. I don't think that was a word. Anyway, point is, is that the question is, is not just, not just this nation, but is any nation's identity at present kind of um, just, just so connected and so characterized by its whatever whatever was in its past uh, and and is the only way to fix any current problems is the only way to do that to basically like unwind the whole thing and start over is that the only way to is that the only way to do it and um, and of course I would suggest that the answer to both of those questions is no um, and, uh, or at least, uh, you know, no one's, I don't think anybody's really ever done that. Certainly there have been people that have come into a particular country and unwound everything and done something completely new. But most of the time that wasn't for good motives. <laughs> that was usually like, you know, like, like the Bolsheviks or, well, you know, I don't want to get into the, the, the you know, the motives. But anyway, the point is, is that usually when somebody comes in and like, and like burns it down and does something new, it's usually not because they're trying to, uh, to do something that's good for the people. Usually they're doing something that's good for themselves. So where are we at here? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's what I want. Here, here's all I want to say. And, uh, um, I'm looking at my, uh, I'm looking at the equipment over there. The screen has turned off. I think I'm still recording, but I'm gonna check. So like, don't go anywhere. Let me make sure. Uh, you see the problem <laughs> problem comes back again to me forgetting to charge the iPad because when I was trying to charge the iPad last minute, what I did was I borrowed a power cable <laughs> from something else. And then of course uh, I forgot to plug it back in. So, all right, but we're still going. I did the little timer still going. So I think I'm good. I'll be very disappointed if we're not. All right. Um, now, uh, okay. So this whole thing about is the only way, like basically, are you are you just whoever you are? Are you rooted in uh, whatever you were before? And the only way to fix it is to burn it down and start over. Here's um, here's how I think of this, right? So, nations, countries are made up of uh, people, and like people, they're not they're neither wholly good. Or wholly bad, um, and uh, uh, you know. So, and I think that you know, broadly speaking, anyway, the good parts or the bad parts. The bad parts don't like cancel out the good parts. You know, except for maybe perhaps in like extremes, right? Like we can all think of some extremes where like pure evil is pure evil, right? Um, but for the most part, nations are made up of people and like people, they are neither wholly good or wholly bad, and uh, but they're complicated. And so uh, it's kind of like, imagine, 
Um, imagine it like this. Imagine a person who has uh, spent some good portion of their life so far, uh, you know, really working to to improve. Uh, you know, looking back at some earlier part of your life, uh, you had some real problems. You weren't the person that you should be. You weren't. You weren't um, uh, necessarily an evil person, but there was some stuff that you had to fix. And so you've you've been working on that all these years, and and you feel like you're you're trying to improve, and you've seen progress, but you're still you still need help. So so as a person, you you go to uh, to a uh, a psychologist or a therapist, whatever, a shrink. You go to a shrink. Now imagine the therapist who looks at you and says, No. You, because of who you were back then and how you started out your adult life, that's still who you are. And the only way, and all this that you've been doing since then, it's all bullshit. The only way that you can uh, actually, you know, write, write, write the ship, so to speak, is we basically have to like take your brain out and put a new one in. We have to, we have to, uh, we have to give you some sort of like mind alter. Like we, we have to kind of unwind you as a person and start all over again. Now, if a therapist said that to a person, you would probably say that therapist needs to not have a practice, probably needs to lose their license if they ever had one in the first place. Um, but in essence, that's kind of like these people that are really hung up on whatever was happening 500 years ago, 400 years ago, 200 years before the founding of the country. These people are that are really hung up on that. Um, th- that's kind of that's um, that's kind of like what they're saying, right? Like they're saying, no. You know all the all the progress that you've made and all the good things that you know and you abolished slavery and you did this and the other and 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 um and you've been and you've been trying to get better and I know we can question whether everybody's trying and certainly everybody's not always pulling in the same direction but I'm just saying that if you if you say that the only way to get there from here is that you can't get there from here and you basically have to burn the whole thing down if you said that to a person it would sound ridiculous now I want to. Uh, I'm going to leave you with a couple of things here. Um, well, the first thing is, um, so, well, instead of saying, instead of, and so this is why I say it doesn't pass the so what test. Um, because, uh, yeah, so, okay. So in 1619, this happened in 17, whatever this happened, that, 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 the point is, what are we doing now? And, um, and how are we going to go forward now? And I don't think, I don't think trying to like retell, and, and I know people can make an argument, uh, different arguments about this, but I just think that we're preoccupied with that and, uh, and it doesn't pass the so what test and we should be looking at, okay, but are there from the founding of the country, is there any good there? Are there good principles there? Forget about whatever the real motives were of the people who wrote those principles down on paper or whatever it was they did. Forget about that. Are the principles good? Is the raw material there that we could take that and apply it to what we're trying to do now and get better and improve and progress? Um, uh, because if it is, then 
Who gives a rat's ass whose mind those principles came out of? If they're good principles, then they're good principles. And, 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 and hence, we don't have to burn it all down and start over. We just need to take the good parts and do something good with them. Now, here's a guy. Here's a perspective from a guy who you might have heard of. This is a guy named Frederick Douglass back in the uh, mid 1800s. Uh, so Frederick Douglass, of course, and just in case you're going like, who is that again? I remember that name. He was the guy who was the, uh, he was an escaped slave from Maryland and he became a great leader. So he got away and he went to the North and he got, and he became a great, you know, leader, abolitionist. He was, he was well-educated. He was an excellent speaker and, and, um, and very highly regarded. So in July, on July 5th, July 5th, the day after the 4th of July, uh, in 1852, now this is, uh, let's see, Civil War started 1860, 1861, something like that. So this is be- even before. So this is when, you know, uh, when uh, things aren't, aren't good in the South and uh, for black people. And um, so Frederick Douglass, uh, he's delivering a speech to the Rochester Ladies Anti-Slavery Society in Rochester, New York. And, uh, and now this is, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read you a few parts of this. This is actually quite a bit longer. You could probably Google it and find the whole thing, but, um, no, don't Google because they track all your motions. So use one of the other one. Use the, uh, the other, the other one. Um, <laughs> I say on my YouTube channel, which is owned by Google, but anyway, maybe this one, maybe the algorithms won't catch this one. So, um, Here's what he says. I, I've kind of edited this down to just not not to try to change the context of what he's saying, um, but just because it's it was long and and like a great orator, there's uh, you know he says you know there's parts where he kind of says the same thing multiple times in different ways for emphasis, and so I've kind of stripped it down to just the key elements. Um, here's what he says: Fellow citizens, I am not wanting in respect. Now remember, escaped slave fighting for. He's uh, an abolitionist. Um, Fellow citizens, I am not wanting in respect for the fathers of this republic. The signers of the Declaration of Independence were brave men. They were great men, too. Great enough to give fame to a great age. Okay, so this is the perspective, again, and I'm sure there's probably some Frederick Douglass haters out there, and there's probably some sort of theory about how he was really aligned with people and whatever. I don't know. But uh, he says, I'm not wanting in respect for the fathers of this republic. The signers of the Declaration were brave men. They were great men, too. Um, now, here's where it gets a little bit spicy. The point from which I am compelled to view them is not certainly the most favorable. In other words... Being who I am, it's I'm not, I'm not. I don't have a great view of these guys, but yet I cannot contemplate their great deeds with less than admiration. This gets back to what I just said, which is, okay, if they did the right things and they created the right stuff uh, and with the right principles, then let's just use it and not obsess about what was really you know what other evils were in their heads at the time. Uh, and he says. I cannot contemplate their great deeds with less than admiration for the good they did and the principles they contended for. I will unite 
with you to honor their memory. So for the good they did and the principles they contended for, can't deny those were good. And I will unite with you to honor their memory. They love their country better than their own private interests. Your fathers staked their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. That's what it says at the bottom of the declaration. Uh, on the cause of their country, in their admiration of liberty, they lost sight of all other interests. They were all in on liberty. But what? Sorry, that wasn't where it got spicy. This is where it gets spicy. But what to the American slave is your 4th of July? Remember, he's speaking on July 5th. Everybody just got down partying. What to an American slave is your 4th of July? I answer, a day that reveals to him, the American slave, more than all other days in the year. This day speaks louder than any other day. The gross injustice and cruelty to which he, the slave, is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham. Your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless. Your denunciation of tyrants, brass-fronted brass impudence. Your shouts of liberty and equality, hollow mockery, a thin veil to cover up crimes which would... De <laughs> I should have read this a couple of times before I did it, you know, on the camera. Uh, so all of this, all of your celebration is a sham, uh, and it is a thin veil to cover up crimes which would disgrace a nation of savages. So what he's saying is, behind this... Uh, glossy veneer there's some badness there that would even make uh make the savages blush 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 his his word savages not mine i'm not i'm not voicing an opinion on anybody whether or whether it's even okay to be a savage or not now so he says so he laid it out there and actually that's one of the sections that's quite a bit longer he really goes on with how uh, how dark it is and then he says, notwithstanding the dark picture I have this day presented of the state of the nation, I do not despair of this country. There are forces in operation which must inevitably work the downfall of slavery. The arm of the Lord is not shortened, and the doom of slavery is certain. I, therefore... So after all of that, he says, here's where I come out on the whole thing. Frederick Douglass, escaped slave. I therefore leave off where I began with hope, drawing encouragement from the Declaration of Independence, the great principles it contains, and the genius of American institutions. Frederick Douglass, 1852. I'm just going to leave you with that. And... Uh, and maybe even look it up and, and read the whole bit that he said. Um, but he ends with, I therefore leave off where I began with hope, drawing encouragement from the Declaration of Independence, the great principles it contains, and the genius of American institutions. So I also suggest that what you might do, um, if you've never read it, or even if it's been a while since you read it, Find a copy of the Declaration of Independence. Don't steal the real one. You get in trouble for that. But there's plenty of copies online. And read it. And see what they say. It doesn't take long to read. I read it earlier today. I think it took me 
I don't know, seven or eight minutes. So read it. See what it says. And then see if you agree with Frederick Douglass, who said that it contains great principles and the genius of American institutions. (laughs) 